Welcome to Home of the Brave. I am in South Dakota near the Missouri River. Uh, it's not that far away, but right now I'm on a dirt road and pretty much all I can see, and pretty, I'm up on top of a hill and it's hayfields, mainly hayfields. There's a truck with a bunch of those hay hay rolls or hay cylinders. It's coming this way. The topography is rolling hills. It makes me think of being on the ocean. Because everywhere you look around, it's like these same waving, rolling hills. And it's like being lost at sea. That's what it feels like for me because I don't really know where the hell I am out here on a dirt road. Maybe, I mean, on the, I can find myself exactly on the Google Maps on my phone, but if I didn't have that, and if I was here like a hundred years ago, I, I may as well be lost at sea because I'd never make it out of here. I mean, I just wouldn't know which way to walk or why. I'd just give up right now, I think. I'd just sit here. If I had a horse, I would let the horse uh, choose which way to go because I had no idea. The river, the Missouri River, is over there. I can't really see it, but at some point, about 10 miles away, it drops off and there's um, not the river, but Lake Oahe, a reservoir. The river has a dam on it south of here. It creates a lake. It's 236 miles long, about one or two miles across. So it's this huge reservoir. And so rather than a river, it's more like driving along very large lake and now I'm looking pretty much straight at the Sun it's 5 in the afternoon September 15th and I'm staring straight at the Sun because you know the smoke from fires in California and Oregon is blowing all the way here and it makes my head hurt it makes my eyes hurt and it just makes me feel lousy. I can't imagine what people in California are feeling like. This part of, so to recap, was like two weeks ago already, I started following the Wind River in Wyoming, which then becomes the Bighorn. It flows into the Bighorn. The Bighorn joins the Yellowstone, and then the Yellowstone joins the Missouri in northeastern Montana near Williston, Williston, North Dakota. So now I'm on the Missouri River and it's turned south, dropping down through North Dakota, past through the Standing Rock Reservation. I was there this morning and talked to some people who live there. I asked them about the protest four years ago. I went to the 
the big field or pasture where everybody was camped for the protest. It's just north of the reservation line along the Cannonball River. And you'd never know now, looking at it, that there was this thing that happened there four years ago. It's grown over, it's back to normal. I mean, the land looks just like everywhere else. And the pipeline's under the river and working. So I asked the people, first two women and then a guy um, by himself, what it was like, uh, the protest for them, being like living right there. And they all said that it was really a good thing in the beginning because people from native tribes came from all over the country with their pipes, their tobacco pipes. And they held, they talked and they had ceremonies of some kind and that they really liked that. They thought that was a wonderful thing for everybody to come together, for all the tribes to come together there on that, on their land. But then things just, um, the government went ahead with the pipeline in the end. You know, everywhere around here, along the river, there are Lewis and Clark plaques, Lewis and Clark markers, who came up the river in 1805. They made it all the way to the west coast, following the Missouri to the Continental Divide, and then they crossed over and followed the Columbia down to the coast. So all the plaques, all the history markers around here about Lewis and Clark, the great explorers, but they just passed through, you know, once, both ways. They discovered for white people, but the natives lived here since like 13,000 years ago, and they got along just fine. No one ever gives them things they were amazing for living out here and traveling. They traveled back and forth as well. The I think the big thing that's important at that time was not Lewis and Clark, but the diseases that preceded 95% of Native Americans in North and South America were killed by diseases that were introduced by Europeans. That's when things changed here. Uh, nobody really talks about that, but I mean, imagine if you lived here and everything was fine for 13,000 years. Pretty much the years went by one after the other and all of a sudden 95% of your people are dead. They had no immunity or protection for. That's a pandemic. Probably the worst one ever in the history of human beings on the planet. And then the, you know, their land was taken away and they're put on reservations. That's, uh, and yet, when I talk to them, the people I talk to were so low-key and calm and peaceful, and that's what they talked about, is just getting along with people, trying to get along with everybody, trying to be peaceful. That's their practice. That's what they told me. 
And they were going to vote for Biden, all of them, not Trump. They didn't like Trump. They didn't like the way he talks, so they weren't going to vote for him. The two women I talked to, they lived right along the river or along the lake, the reservoir, Lake Oahe. Very nice houses. Incredible view of the grasslands and the trees along the river changing color. They're just starting to change color, yellow and orange, but most of them are still green. I mean, it's smoky, it hurts, makes me feel lousy to breathe, but the light this morning, walking along with the two native women, the trees changing color, and this red sun reflecting off the lake. Um, pretty nice. I asked them, how did you, what do you think when the pipeline was allowed or when they, they put it in uh, after all the, all the protesting, all the people coming, all, everything that happened. After all that, the protest was unsuccessful and the pipeline went in. And she said, well, it was just like we said, oh, again. And I said, what do you, what do you mean? And she said, we have a word that it means again. And we say it at times like that. And I said, because it's like, oh, we got screwed again. It's like, yes. Again, they've had like 400 years of, of again and again and again. The one native guy said that he believes in the old way and that at some point it's not that everything's going to end, it's that something's going to come to an end and then after that we're all going to go back to living the old way. That's what he thinks is going to happen. And there was a sign from the father, his grandfather, the word, Sioux word for God is grandfather, gave them a sign two Christmas Eves ago at the casino. They were outside doing a prayer or some kind of ceremony Christmas Eve night they saw this, there was a huge ball of lightning that exploded in the sky. And everybody saw it. And I said, what did that mean? And he said he didn't know. <laughs> they don't know what grandfather meant by that, other than probably pay attention. Oh, man. I'm going to uh, stop babbling for now and keep driving uh, to try to get out of this smoke. Thank you for donating, and thanks for listening. I don't know where this story's going. I don't know how it's going to come out. Um, I'm just going to try to be honest about what I'm seeing and how I'm feeling. There's a truck coming with a bunch of hay rolls. I'm going to shut my door here.
I'm gonna keep driving. Try to south, try to get out of this smoke. 